0: Chapter 18 of On the Trail of the Immigrant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. On the Trail of the Immigrant by Edward Steiner. Chapter 18 The Italian in America it is hard to determine how long it is since the first savoyard came to our country with his trained bears making them dance to the squeaky notes of his reed instrument as he wandered from town to town he and the man with the monkey and organ were of the same adventurous stock and they were the vanguard of a vast army of men who were to come first with a push cart later with shovel and pickaxe not to destroy but to build up and to help in the great conquest of nature's resources so abundantly bestowed upon this continent While the average Italian immigrant is not regarded by any of us as a public benefactor, it is a question just how far we could have stretched our railways and ditches without him, for he now furnishes the largest percentage of the kind of labor which we call unskilled, and he is found wherever a shovel of earth needs to be turned or a bed of rock is to be blasted hundreds of thousands come each year and each one of them fits into the work awaiting him moving on to a new task when the old one is finished the kind of work which they do calls for unattached migrating labor and eighty per cent of those who come have no marriage ties to hinder their movements when the winter comes and out-of-doors work grows slack or when the labor market is depressed these unattached forces return to italy and bask in its sunshine until conditions for labor on this side of the sea grow brighter their quarters, which are as near as possible to their work, are easily recognized, not because they are more slovenly than their neighbors, but because there is such a helter-skelter, I-don't-care sort of atmosphere about their squalor. This comes from the fact that they regard their quarters as purely temporary, and treat them as one might a camping ground, which to-morrow is to be abandoned for a better site like all foreigners they prefer to be among their own not so much from a feeling of clannishness although that is not absent but because among their own they are safe from the ridicule which borders on cruelty and with which the average american treats nearly every stranger not of his complexion or speech in passing through connecticut where nearly every large town has its italian colony i found one lonely italian asking the conductor whether this was the train for new york "'Which way want you go?' "'Usually the American thinks that the foreigner can understand. Poor English.' "'All the Italian knew, he repeated. "'New York! New York!' "'The conductor left the puzzled man standing on the platform, and the train moved on. "'I remained with the Italian, and saw him three times treated similarly, if not worse, "'and I concluded that it is not too safe for the Italian to distribute himself too thinly over this continent.' the italian usually moves into quarters formerly occupied by the irish or jews whose demands have risen with their better earnings and who have left the congested districts for the uptown or the suburbs at present it is no doubt true that the italian is satisfied by these quarters and that what nobody wants he is ready to take so it is that he comes to the edges of the great ghetto in new york to Bleecker street and beyond and that his trail leads almost into the heart of it Jewish and Italian pushcart peddlers stand side by side, the Italian barbershop seeks Semitic customers, the smells from the Genoese restaurant blend with those from the kosher kitchen, and the air is disturbed by the perfumes of garlic and paprika, a combination not half so bad as it smells. In Chicago, little Italy hovered around a large district condemned to the sheltering of vice and when good business sense dictated that it be moved to some less conspicuous portion of the town it was immediately invaded by italians scarcely a day had passed yet the change made was as complete as it was revolutionary large plate windows were broken and pillows were stuck into the aperture to keep out the lake breeze the broad stairs which had led to destruction were slippery now but not so dangerous as before the large parlors were divided and subdivided while the gay paper was torn from the walls it looked as though conquerors had come who were bent upon destruction a happy change was manifest in the streets for it was full of children and the innocent face of a child had not been seen in those streets for years housing conditions among the italians are as bad as can be imagined and the most crowded quarters in our cities are those inhabited by them Four hundred and ninety-two families in one block is the record, and it is held by New York, on Prince Street, between Mott and Elizabeth Streets, while Philadelphia can boast of having the most unwholesome tenements, where air is a luxury and daylight unknown. In that city, thirty families, numbering one hundred and twenty-three persons, were living in thirty-four rooms. Of course, the landlord who builds these shacks and the community which tolerates them are equally to blame. Both commit a crime against society, but a good share of the blame must fall upon the Italian himself for being satisfied with such surroundings. He is, of course, anxious to save money, and a decent dwelling in our large cities is a luxury, so he who at home used the heavens for the roof of his tenement and the long street for his parlor is naturally content with but a small shelter for the night. Considering the conditions under which the Italians live, their quarters are not nearly so bad as one might expect, and when a period of prosperity has come upon the community, when it can look back upon a year or two of consecutive work, they show in common with other foreign quarters decided improvement. Rather characteristic is the tenement district of Hartford, Connecticut, which has gone through all the stages of such districts in other cities, is no better than they, and in many respects worse there are buildings occupied which would be condemned elsewhere as unfit for human habitation there are whole blocks which look damp dingy and dirty ancient structures with filth oozing from every pore jews and italians are the chief inhabitants of this district although one comes across a stranded american family here and there the dregs of new england the most hopeless people in this new city of ancient tenements the two nationalities live rather close together and it is a mixture of russian and italian dirt the italian article being much the cleaner walk through the streets with me and you will readily forget that you are in america Here, pietro the shoemaker on his three-legged stool mends boots out on the streets while lorenzo shaves his customer upon the pavement in front of his shop gossiping groups of swarthy neighbors sit together upon the threshold of their homes and bianca lorenzo's wife is complaining in a loud voice that pietro the shoemaker has called her a hussy and he a low-down sicilian a good-for-nothing has called me the barber's wife a hussy She is rousing the ire of her neighbors, and woe to Pietro, for Lorenzo's wife has a temper. They do look so unchanged as yet, nearly all of them, so genuinely homely as if they had landed but yesterday, and they have not yet gone through the transforming process, except as Francesco, the chief of the hurdy-gurdy grinders, has changed one or two tunes of his repertoire, for he appeases the New England conscience by playing nearer my god to thee with variations rock of Ages, closely followed by tammany and airs from Cavallerio, rusticana if the italian in hartford were less handicapped by the wretched conditions of his dwelling he would more easily be able to utilize the splendid advantages of that city as it is he rises very slowly but perceptibly although he lives in the worst possible houses he is growing more and more cleanly he is gaining in self-respect and when he has had the opportunity and the experience of the irish people he will probably not only duplicate their splendid record in new england and elsewhere but excel it slowly but surely he is rising from a tenement dweller to a tenement owner and soon he will do others as he was done and charge exorbitant rent for uninhabitable quarters the italian is regarded as a good asset in the real estate business for he can be crowded more than any other human being he is fairly prompt with his rent and he does not make heavy demands in the way of improvements this he himself appreciates for he has business sense and buys real estate as soon as he can invest his small earnings usually he acquires a small house with a large mortgage he moves into the house at once proceeds to draw revenue from every available corner and in a few years lifts the mortgage and is on his way to buy more real estate the value of the business is proved by the fact that in the italian quarters in new york eight hundred italians are owners of houses a large portion of course being tenements of the worst character which nevertheless represent the respectable value of fifteen million dollars a like large sum lies in the savings bank of that city deposited by italian immigrants while the total value of all the property owned by them in the city of new york alone is not far from seventy million dollars these figures i must confess do not impress me for the sufferings endured and meted out for the sake of these earnings are terrible and in the tit-for-tat of our economic order the italian gives as good as he gets The narrow quarters he rents are invariably sublet, and he imposes upon the newcomer conditions as hard as or harder than those under which he began life in the land of the free. The hardest conditions are those he imposes upon his wife and children, yet he is not a cruel husband or father and shares their hard labor, often making the children part owners of what they earn of course the western and southern cities where the italians have settled make a better showing for they are not the men who came but yesterday they have had a larger opportunity and have made full use of it italian clubs opera houses and chambers of commerce are being organized in the western and southern cities and one can judge of the quality of our italian immigrant best where the struggle for life is not too keen the surroundings not so terribly depressing and where the american spirit has had a chance to be grafted upon the latin stock more and more he is leaving the city and in the southwest especially colonies of italians are springing up and are conducted with such eminent success that with some encouragement the italian may be made helpful in reclaiming our arid deserts even as he is now making the rocky hill farms of connecticut and massachusetts to blossom as the rose among these settlements that at bryan texas is the most notable It is composed of what we usually call the least desirable Italian element, the Sicilian. Nearly 2,500 people have settled there as renters, although not a few of them are owners of the land they work. Some 18 miles separate the various families, all of whom come from near Palermo and have lived together in reasonable harmony, making rapid financial progress. They are as peaceful a community as is found in so turbulent a state as Texas in utah and california the progress made is still more marked and proves that the italian like the rest of us needs only a fair chance i have had good opportunity also to observe him in his migratory state attached to a construction crew on the railroad and tenting by a cut in the rock or by the western fields usually the farmer fears his coming the word dago has in it an element of dread it carries the sound of the dagger and the dynamite bomb the faraway villager who sees the camp approaching fears its proximity i have watched the italians coming and going and although there was a heated brawl at times they quarrelled among themselves disturbed nobody left the hen-coops of the farmers untouched did not burn down the village and paid decently for their food When they went away, a fairly good source of revenue had disappeared, and with it a good share of unreasoning prejudice. As competitors in certain fields of activity, they are justly feared by those who have regarded those fields as their own peculiar province, and they are pushing the Russian Jew very hard in his monopoly of the manufacture of clothing. The nimble fingers of the Italian woman, her lesser demands upon life, and the ease with which she carries the burdens of wifehood and motherhood have enabled her to outdistance the workers of the ghetto, although the strife is still on and the issue not decided yet i believe that the future clothing worker in america will be the italian and not the jew for the jew loves life and its good things and moreover he has educational ambitions for his children which the italian does not yet feel he being a sinner above all others in the use of his children's labor the chicago truant officers have had the privilege of arresting nearly all the parents in one little italy at least once for almost every child of school age was kept at home and sweated for all the strength it possessed the italian is very fertile in inventing excuses for the purpose of evading the law and his ethical standard in that direction is still extremely low this comes from his inherited hatred of all governmental restrictions he still thinks that the state seeks only its own good and his hurt in its insistence upon the education of his children substantially this is the italian's attitude towards law in general and to that in a large measure is due the fact that he rates relatively high in the statistics of crime i have thus far refrained from using statistics largely because they may be juggled with as has been done very successfully just as zealots juggle with bible texts to prove their contentions i have done something besides gathering figures and that something may be of importance i have visited nearly all the penitentiaries in the eastern and western states not to ask how many foreigners there are in jail but to ask why and how they were convicted what their present behavior is to look the men and women squarely in the face and to converse with them let me say here again emphatically that statistics are misleading and that in spite of the large number of italians in prison there are by far fewer criminals among them than the statistics indicate in a large number of cases the crimes for which the italian suffers have grown out of local usage in his old home None the less, are they justly punished here lest they be permitted to perpetuate themselves in the new home most of the italians in prison have used the stiletto and the pistol too freely just as they used them at home when jealousy made them mad or when they were in pursuit of vengeance for real or fancied wrongs there are not a few real criminals who have used the weapon for gain but in the majority of cases the stabbing and shooting was an affair of honor with those concerned and even the aggrieved parties preferred to suffer in silence and die bequeathing their grudge to the next generation rather than bring the affair before a sordid court testimony in such cases is very hard to get and i have seen many a wounded italian bite his lips inwardly groaning and suffering in silence unwilling to let strange ears hear the proud secret of which he was the keeper and the victim italian burglars have not reached proficiency enough to have a place in the hall of infamy and bank robbers and hold-up men need not fear serious competition from that source the prisons contain many italians who transgressed out of ignorance as well as from passion numbers suffer because they do not know the language of the court and did not have enough coin of the realm the worst thing about the italians is that they have no sense of shame or remorse i have not yet found one of them who is sorry for anything except that he had been caught and in his own eyes and in the eyes of his friends he is unfortunate when he is in prison and lucky when he comes out he no bad his neighbor says he good he just caught and when he comes out he is received like a hero this is the severest indictment that can be brought against the italian and it is severe enough but it comes largely from his attitude towards the state and from the nature of the crime lillian betts who knows her foreigners critically and sympathetically says in new york the streets the italians live in are the most neglected the able head of this department claiming that cleanliness is impossible where the italian lives the truth is that preparation for cleanliness in our foreign colonies is wholly inadequate the police despise the italian except for his voting power he feels the contempt but with the wisdom of his race he keeps his crimes foreign and defies this department more successfully than the public generally knows he is a peaceable citizen in spite of the peculiar race crimes which startle the public the criminals are as one to a thousand of these people on sundays watch the colonies the streets are literally crowded from house line to house line as far as the eye can see but not a policeman in sight nor occasion for one laughter song discussion exchange of epithet but no disturbance they mind their own business as no other nation and carry it to the point of crime when they protect their own criminal like every other human being in god's beautiful world they have the vices of their virtues it is for us to learn the last to prevent the first in spite of the fact that italy seems to be the land of beggars the italian immigrant is rarely a medicant and according to jacob riss among the street beggars of new york the irish lead with fifteen per cent the native americans follow with twelve the germans with eight while the italians show but two per cent in the almshouses of new york the italian occupies the enviable position of having the smallest representation with ireland having one thousand six hundred seventeen persons and italy but nineteen while the figures for the united states are equally favourable considering the congested conditions of the tenements the italian retains much of his inherited vigour but consumption which plays havoc with him in this uncongenial climate is aggravated by his mode of living that is so entirely changed especially do the women and children suffer for they are suddenly transferred from a complete out-of-door life to the prison-like walls of the tenements in chicago i visited a family in which i had become interested through a son who was in constant antagonism to the school law and who was a special pet of the truant officers when i first saw these people they occupied two rear rooms in which the mother had been for three months without once going out of doors She was coughing constantly, although hard at work, making vests, and the husband could not understand how her red cheeks could so soon have disappeared, or why her color was as yellow as the light of the coal-oil lamp, by which she worked ten of the fourteen working hours of the day. Tomasio, the son, was stunted physically and mentally, and the mark of the tenement was upon him. He was the oldest of eight children and had borne the burden of his seven brothers and sisters as if it were his own. While the other boys were playing on the sidewalk, he had to rock the baby. Through seven years he had rarely seen God's out of doors except as it shone upon him through a little spot in the air shaft of the tenement. He and his parents hated the school and the school officers who were after him, and that. C.A.T. spells cat will be as much as he will know of all the mysteries, in spite of the zealous truant officers and teachers, lay and clerical the public schools will be unable to work their magic not only upon tomasio and his family of seven but upon numbers of the same kind reared under the same circumstances for even before they were born they were robbed of their mental and physical background and their horizon will always be bounded more or less by garbage cans barrels of stale beer wash tubs full of soiled clothing and by cradles full of little bambinos nevertheless the italian is not a degenerate he usually survives the wretched years of his infancy and then like all people who share his environment grows up less rugged perhaps more subtle and hardened to some things which would prove a very serious handicap to those of us who know the value of pure air and of soap and water it would seem upon a superficial glance that the large incursion of italians to america would add strength to the roman catholic church here and that their coming into a community would be welcomed because of that but i have found almost the opposite to be true the irish priests do not like them they lack the serious devotion to the church which characterizes irish or german parishioners they care only for the show element in religion and are not willing to pay even for that They will come to church on great holidays, when many candles are lighted and banners are carried, but they do not bother themselves to come to early Mass, nor are they the best attendants at the confessional. They will spend much money upon showy funerals and christenings, but if the Catholic Church were dependent for its support upon the Italian immigrants, it would fare badly. This, of course, may be due to the fact that they are very poor and that in Italy the church is comparatively rich but it is most likely due to the fact that contrary to the common opinion the italian is not religious by nature that as a rule he has no understanding for the serious and ethical side of religion that he is a heathen still who needs to have his spiritual nature discovered and stirred after which he should have the alphabet of the gospel preached to him in the simplest possible way The Italian priest in America is the poorest kind of vehicle for that purpose, in proof of which I quote Lillian W. Betts, because she cannot be accused of prejudice in the light of the conclusions which she draws. To one who knows and appreciates the great spiritual life of the Roman Catholic Church, the relation between that church and the mass of the Italians in this country is a source of grief, for it does not hold in the lives of this people the place it should reluctantly the writer has to blame the ignorance and bigotry of the immigrant priests who set themselves against american influence men who too often lend themselves to the purposes of the ward healer the district leader in controlling the people who too often keep silence when the poor are the victims of the shrewd italians who have grown rich on the ignorance of their countrymen one man made eight thousand dollars by supplying one thousand laborers to a railroad he collected five dollars from each man as railroad fare though transportation was given by the railroad and three dollars from each man for the material to build a house they found as a home the wretched shelters provided by contractors which with we are all familiar this transaction when known did not disturb the church or social relations of the offender but it increased his political power for it showed what he could do he is recognized to-day as the mayor of blank street his influence is met everywhere the claim is made that the parochial school has the advantage that it gives religious as well as secular instruction observing and comparing the children living under the same environment who attended the public and parochial schools i found that they did equally good work in english but that the public schools did very much better work in arithmetic The time given in the public schools to the so-called fads and frills was apparently given in the parochial school to religious exercises and instruction, with about an equal degree of comprehension and application on the part of the pupils. There was no difference in the appreciation of truth, honesty, or peace. They lied, stole, and fought without showing distinction in training. The singing voices of the children in the public schools were far better trained than the voices of children in the parochial schools. What the Italian needs in New York, above all things, is his church, in the full possession of its great spiritual power, young men born in this country, imbued with the love of and appreciation of its great opportunities, trained for the priesthood, to work and live among the Italians, in the interval before this is accomplished, a novitiate of at least five years for all foreign-born and trained priests, before they are put in charge of an American parish, the establishing of music schools in connection with all the roman catholic churches in the foreign colonies the rapid disappearance of the italian parish because the people have become american above all the immediate suppression of all proselyting among these people their church is in their blood the veneer which is all the new church connection is stifles the vital breath of the soul and leaves the so-called convert without a church the exceptions prove the rule remove the temptation of the loaves and fishes in this proselyting endeavor and see how successful the effort is let the catholic church in america live at her highest among these people and the political problems they create will disappear i do not fully agree with the author of the above but i join with her heartily in the desire expressed in her last sentence i would also add Let the Protestant church live her highest before these people. Let her take a share in the responsibilities which these strangers bring without a thought of proselyting them, and she will find that her efforts are needed and are not in vain. End of chapter 18. The Italian in America.